Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Coulter, how are you doing over there? You feeling good? I just can't get over what we have right now in the Big Sky Conference. Just when you think that the rich can't get any richer. I've been saying for years. Didn't the poor get richer in this instance? I oh, mean, are we not talking about McCaffrey right now? We're talking no, about no, no. Else? I'm talking oh, okay. about the, the landscape of the league. Oh, okay. I'm talking Excuse about, me. I mean, you, you, think, about the di- ahead you think about the dichotomy of the Big Sky Conference. And the only place that really has a true excuse is Idaho State. Everywhere else, you can spin it if you spin it the right way on what the advantages they have over other places. Even Southern Utah, you're two hours from Las Vegas. You can get all the non-FBS guys in Vegas. Yep. You also, I mean, you can sell the outdoor activities and stuff in Cedar City, whatever. But you got the California schools, you got the Metro schools, Portland State, Sac State, Northern Colorado, just because it is an hour from Denver. Even Weber State just being right next to Salt Lake City. And there's recruiting beds and there's all these sorts of things. But it's always been the narrative, man, how scary would Sac State be if they ever got a guy to figure it out? Well, they did. And Troy Taylor won the Eddie Robinson Award in his very first year as the FCS National Coach of the Year. What would happen if anybody at Weber State could ever figure it out? They did. And they're in the quarterfinals for the fourth year in a row under Jay Hill. Mm -hmm. What would happen if Portland State ever got somebody to figure it out? Well, Bruce Barnum had a huge year year one he hasn't had great success wins and losses wise four years later but there's four years later the program exists he's kept it alive (laughs) that might be the best coaching job of all of america right but i'm just all i'm saying is now you look across the landscape of the league and i'm not going to say who i think aren't good coaches but you have powerhouse coaches with unbelievable resumes at every single school in the league except for maybe a couple Mm -hmm. with bo baldwin landing at cal poly now you got you got dan hawkins bo baldwin and troy taylor at the three california schools and now you got ed mccaffrey 
The one Colorado at, school. At Northern Colorado, the influx of talent in the last five years has been insane. Yeah. And that's not to mention the return of Bobby Houck. Are you surprised that Ed McCaffrey beat out Bob Stitt for that job? <laughs> This is the greatest slam dunk hire in the history of college sports because... 100%. Beca- because Ed McCaffrey could straight up go 0-50 and no one in the area would like him less and no one will give any heat to the AD because you had a chance to hire Ed McCaffrey well, and an hour from Denver. You know, of course he did. He's probably not going to go and when, 0-50. And when you... When we, we'll talk about it in the next segment. Okay, That's when we'll talk about it. In the next segment, when we've set up to talk about it. It is a remarkable hire, though, for uh, Northern Colorado. I mean, this is this is landing a a sturgeon with a princess fishing pole that you bought at Walmart. I mean, that's what's just happened right here. That's a that's a that's a great land. Is that how you talk about it? The fishing folks out there won't come as a shock. I'm bad at fishing. Uh, Colton, let's talk about the uh, the football games tomorrow a little bit. You have all. You have the Cats and the Grizz, both in the Elite Eight. You have an all-Big Sky quarterfinal between Montana and, Mon- and Weber State. And yet, you still get outshined, not once, not twice, but three times for the Big Sky Conference. The announcement of the football, or of the Big Sky Conference Hall of Fame, the announcement of Bo Baldwin to Cal Poly, the announcement of Ed McCaffrey to Northern Colorado. It's amazing that three different things in the span of four days have happened this week that outshined this. But this specifically... I, I don't think, know if they outshine. They have, they have their moments. I mean, man. They shared some spots. Nobody on the national level is talking about Montana Weber State. Everybody across the football landscape is talking about Ed McCaffrey to Northern Colorado. Yeah, but the people who are talking about that outside of the Big Sky Conference are probably not going to talk about this game anyhow. Oh, I totally agree. I'm just saying it's just amazing that the 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 stuff that's resonating from coast to coast. But let's talk about this Montana Weber State game because I do think that this is. This is such a huge and paramount and pivotal game for each program. Definitely a chance to prove it for each program. And I'm just so interested to see. The first matchup was so much not about the X's and O's and scheme. It was straight up about momentum and physicality, and that's it. And mistakes. And mistakes. Yeah. And so, on one hand, you don't have to re-scout Weber. You don't have to break down. Like Bobby Hawk said, we already watched all their film. Now all we have to do is just watch Idaho State and... Uh, Kennesaw State, which you probably don't even watch much Kennesaw because it's triple option. Yeah. And do you really want to watch Idaho State? I mean, the prep is very minimal coming into this game because the last two times Weber State's played, it's not really that consequential what the film looks like. I think you watch everything that led up to your game against them and, and see where you're at. But I'm just so interested to see if this matchup becomes about X's and O's and strategy and adjustments or if it's just a rematch of a brawl. Just another imposition of will, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's a good question. Uh, here's my question about this, and we are going to hear from, from Dalton Sneed and Cy Sermon here in just a moment, but just broadly speaking, winning this game for Montana and for this senior class, how far does that go to to making up for, for lack of a better way to say it, losing to Montana State? the way they did and 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 in th- the last four years now uh all the way through in what people will see as obviously a a coaching change being made and then a a, a, a sort of rebuild not a bottoming it out type of deal but a rebuild nonetheless and a whole different direction of you know type of of uh of head coach that you have but 
it's been a struggle and a, and largely disappointing for the Montana Grizzlies at the end of seasons, obviously finishing with losses to Montana State the last two years, then this year losing the way they lost, but now having a win in the playoffs, in the quarterfinals. If you go to a national semifinal, how much of, how much of the heartache of what has preceded this is, uh, is overcome to you? All of it. All of it. No, I don't agree with that. I think that if you go to the Final Four in any given season, that it erases any and every bad part about the season because you have now lasted through what is, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinions, the toughest tournament in college sports to get to the Final Four. And it means you've won multiple playoff games. You didn't just ride the bye. Like right now, Montana State's won as many playoff games as they did a year ago. To, to have a truly historic year where you move into uncharted territory, you got to win again. And I think if you're Montana, you can reach a spot that you haven't been to in a long time. And I think it, it's a launching point. I mean, losing the Cats four years in a row is uh, a stain on these guys' um, legacies at Montana, no doubt. But you can, you can negate it to such a high extent by going to the Final Four. I think you do... I think I think I agree with that, but it's not complete. Like there, there, there is no. You can win a national championship, and it doesn't undo four consecutive losses to your rivals. And that's the same for. I mean, that's the same in both directions. I mean that that's why that game is so singular and why it has such import, good, bad, or indifferent. And so I think going to the semifinal though does give. This Montana team, this senior class, um, not just uh, we were the team that that relayed the foundation for Montana to be to be dominant again, but in fact became to an extent dominant. I mean, if you are in the Final Four, you're one of the nationally elite teams in the country. Period. Period. Like, that's the beauty of a playoff, of an actual proper playoff. You have to sit here and wonder about shared conference titles and who's the better team in an unbalanced schedule and not everybody plays each other. You, you went and you did it. And that would be, I think, major. It does not completely undo... I mean, first of all, nothing undoes it, but it doesn't completely... It's not like, oh, that's, you know, we that's not even a thing now. We don't even think about that. You should, and you will... And certainly Montana State will be, regardless of outcome. But uh, but I do think it would be it would be an outstanding accomplishment. It would be a huge I don't know if huge is the word. It would be a significant uh, uh, achievement above expectation, which is a remarkable thing to say about Montana because usually expectations are through the roof. For decades, expectations have been national championship, which you simply cannot do better than. But coming into this season, by and large, you told the pulled the fan base and said, "What do you expect this team to be?" You would not have gotten national semifinal as a as a as a general consensus answer. There wouldn't happen. And th- and so to do that to surpass the expectations of a fan base, <laughs> that's pretty impressive. This one. If they do it, if they do it, let's get to some uh, interviews, Coulter. It's our Alpine Touch Grizzly player interviews. Dalton Sneed, he's the quarterback 
of the Grizzly football team. You sat down with him after practice on Wednesday. Excuse me, on Tuesday. It was a day early because it was a yep, short week, yep. so this was on Tuesday. Here's Coulter talking with the Grizzly All-Conference quarterback. First of all, tell me about last week. You guys were totally locked in. How good was that just to get that bad taste of the Bobcat game out of your mouth and get back on track with a huge win in the playoffs? Yeah, you know, we were just moving forward, obviously. Uh, for all the while, didn't go the way we wanted to. But, you know, uh, playoffs started and second part of the season started. So wanted to come out and show we had, and that's what we did. Coach Alka mentioned it's finals week around here this week. I think that's an underrated part of this whole thing. I know it's finals week at Montana State, too. I think maybe even at Weber. You guys are students first and foremost. So how do you manage the load when you have to take tests and also prepare for a football game? Yeah, it's extremely tough. Guy, now guys are when we're not at practice, they're studying for finals and then trying to get in all of our, our plays and whatnot and, and film. Uh, so it's just, it's really tough to balance. And I know we have guys running in out of here practice because they have to go take finals and then they're coming back trying to practice a lot. So it's, it's extremely tough. What's your toughest test this week? Definitely research methods. It's my last <laughs> last class for my uh, to graduate. Wow. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. So, when, so you'll walk here then when? Uh, Saturday. So you'll come back from Weber and go to graduation? Correct. Wow, okay. So hopefully yeah. you're cel- celebrating a couple different right. things. Well, Coach Houck talked about how he's played the same team in a season twice, mm-hmm. five different times. And it's the no- old notion in sports is that it's so hard to beat a team two times in one season. You guys beat Weber State less than a month ago. Just broadly, though, why do you think it is so hard to beat a team twice, especially when it comes to football? I'm not sure. You know, it's just there's a weird thing about it, uh, but it's it can obviously be done. You know, the NFL plays a, a schedule where they play their teams twice in one season, so uh, it happens all the time. So just got to stay locked in, prepare as if we haven't played them. You know, came in, come in with the same energy. Paul Feinbaum said the other day on the radio, I thought this was a great line. He said, there's no freak out like a college football freak out because you only play once a week, right? So when you win, oh, man, these guys might win the national championship. You beat the number three team in the country like Weber. Oh, wow, these guys are there for real. And then you lose Montana State. Oh, man, uh, the world is ending. But how do you, how, what, as an athlete, though, how do you stay steady? I mean, because you can't, you can't get too high or too low, right? Yeah, you don't listen to any outside noise. You know, we care only about what each other's, what one another says about each other, and we listen to our coach, and that's all that matters. Everyone else's opinion is irrelevant. Tell me about the matchup with Weber. Defensively, they have such a great D-line, but you guys were able to just have your way offensively, honestly, last time against them. So what do you think of just the overall matchup? What do you guys need to do to execute in Ogden? I think we got to play better than we did uh, the first time we played them. I don't think that we did as well as we wanted to on offense, um, and we just got to perform better. Obviously, they've got the stud defensive line they do, and that's their reputation uh, is their defense being stout. So um, we got to come out and perform and focus on what we got to do to win the game. The playoff system so cool because the team that plays the best late in the year is the, is the team that's going to win. As an athlete, how exciting is that where you, you still haven't quite hit your peak? So you're right. chasing that with a winner-go-home game. Right. I mean, you catch fire, you go as far as your team will take you, you know. So uh, you play every game like it's your last, and if you're fortunate enough to get the one after that, you go and play that one like it's your last as well. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup. 
for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. There you go. Dalton Sneed with Colton Nuanas on Tuesday after practice. Coulter being, you know, we hear, we hear, we hear the conversation, but when you're standing there talking to him, kind of what, what did you take away from that conversation with Dalton? Dalton Sneed does not lack confidence. I think everybody around Missoula, Montana knows that. Uh, I think everybody around the state of Montana knows that. I think that uh, maybe people that on the other side of the Great Divide did, got to see the worst of Dalton Sneed, not necessarily mistake-wise, but he just was not healthy in the Kakariz game. But when he's at his best, he's one of the best players in the country, period. Flat out, period. And uh, I thought that even with the games he missed, the time he missed, that he deserved to be higher than honorable mention All-Big Sky. And I think he did, too. I think that uh, I think Dalton Sneed more than a lot of kids because he's not really a kid. He's a, he's a pretty mature guy, and I think he understands what this all means, what it means to him, what it means to the people, and what it would mean to him to leave a a, a good a memory of, of what he did to forger his football. And last year, there, there, there isn't much to, to truly resonate historically unless they win on Friday, but I think he truly understands that, and I think that he understands that the hourglass is running out of sand, and it's yeah. it's time to go. So uh, I think a lot of these guys down the Grizz do, though, and and I think that's what's the cool part about college football is when your time runs thin, trying to play your best because you know your best is going to be needed, and you know that your time is running out. Another guy you spoke to, the center of the uh, offensive line, Cy Sermon, who has done uh, a really outstanding job uh, this this year as the center and, uh, uh, on a, again, a much-improved unit. Let's hear what he had to say, and we'll discuss that as well. Cy Sermon and the Grizzlies' offensive line. Tell me about these last couple weeks. You guys go to Bozeman, doesn't go how you want, but that's coming off of a huge win. But then you still in the playoffs, you get a bye. So just the mental sort of roller coaster. I know you guys haven't really treated it like a roller coaster. You're kind of just trying to stay steady. So how hard is that as an athlete? How you guys been able to do it? You know, it's, it is tough as an athlete, you know, to, to stay zero. Right? Right. And, and that, that's what this program instills in guys from day one. So for us, you know, it's just you know, sometimes, sometimes things don't go your way. And if you pout, it's going to keep not going your way. You know, you, 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 after it's over, flush it, move on, go to the next thing. And that's, that's what we did, you know, and uh, just got to keep training and keep getting better. And then the next one, you know, put yourself in a position to win. Matchup-wise, you guys just played to finish the regular season, probably the two best defensive lines in the conference with the exception of your own one that you go against in practice every day. Uh, and then you guys were able to move the ball at will against Southeastern Louisiana. So how do you think those last two regular season games prepared you guys, especially as an offensive line, and how do you translate that success on Friday night? Well, I mean, we, we play in a great conference. You know, we see good defensive lines game in and game out. I mean, top six seeds, four of them are big sky conference teams. So, you know, it's just good to be able to see high-level competition every week. And uh, it's surely, you know, iron sharpens iron, right? You know, when you see good D-lines, you got to step up if you're going to succeed. So it, it is uh, beneficial to see uh, high-talent guys every week. Advantages and disadvantages of playing the same team for the second time in a month? Uh, personally, I mean, I, my high school team, our conference split when I was going uh-huh. there, and uh, so we, we played the same team twice every single game. You know, every, you know, same, or all the teams 
twice every you know every season. So right, <laughs> you just got to just got to treat it like you know it's, it's another game coming up. And, you know we played them before and that's that's fine, but uh, we got to do better. Uh, we we didn't execute all that greatly, you know, and so we got some corrections we got to make. But um, you know just kind of kind of that staying zero thing we were talking about. Got to just keep uh, keep chopping away. Can it accelerate preparation at all? Just because you know just the basic scheme that they run. Yeah, you know, and. and it, it, defenses across the country, you know, very, um, for the most part, little. You know, they, right. they, they, they kind of run the same stuff. There's, of course, there are some oddballs, but right. uh, so week in, week out, we kind of see similar stuff. So mm-hmm. at this point of the season, it, you know, whether we played the team twice or not, we have a good idea of, you know, what they're going to do after the first 10 minutes of watching film. And the rest is making sure that we're prepared to handle it. Yeah, so. Finals week this week. What's your hardest test? Physics, my only test. <laughs> oh man, physics! For, for some reason, for some freaking reason, I'm a fifth year senior in my last semester taking physics. Man, you got to do the Matt Liner and I take know, like ballroom dancing and I pool. Know. I was expecting like knitting 101. But I guess <laughs> the way the, the schedule worked out, I'm taking physics. So. Is it what number? Physics oh, what? It's like 220. Something. Well, so it's not a 100 level no, though. So this is study it's time. Like you got to yeah, you definitely have to you have to study, which is hard to do. Is you know this point of the year in playoff football you know you just want to focus on football but you know <clears throat> gotta take care of business mentally though i think it is an underrated part of this whole thing because you have to compartmentalize you have to study weaver state you have to study physics yeah. how, do, how do you balance it in your mind uh football first <laughs> <laughs> no i mean I, there's time and place for everything during the day you know i'm here on campus i'm, I'm focused on football and then you get home you open up the laptop and you know get going on physics and <laughs> You know, since only, it's only, I mean, physics is hard, sure, but it's only one class. So right. it's, it's not that bad. And um, I, I find a good balance between film work and, you know, practice and, and studying. So will you walk on Saturday then? Yeah, that's the plan. I, that was kind of, I wasn't expecting to, you know, with right. making this game. I figured it'd be Saturday like all the rest of them. So learning games on Friday, um, yeah, I believe, I believe we'll get back with a couple hours to spare. Well, so you've you gone through so much with these other fifth-year seniors. I know there's some other guys. Dalton just said he's walking too, so. Yeah. What would it be like to win a playoff game on Friday night and, and then graduate? graduate? <laughs> That'd be something else. That'd definitely be an experience that uh, none of us would ever forget. But, you know, we'll focus. I mean, walking is a, we, we put the work in all, you know, our entire career to get that. So we're focusing on the game day. Walking's great. But um, we got to just stay focused on uh, prep for this Friday. Last question for you. Coach Alex says he hates night games. What do you think of night games? Yeah, night games are you, you sit there in the hotel the whole time and stuff. And, you know, it's kind of annoying to just wait around. But bottom line is, you know, 22 guys are going to get out there on the field and play football. So you just got to stay focused and, and, you know, just stay locked in. And, yeah, I mean, I'd love to play at noon, but, you know, that's the hand we were dealt. Yeah, no doubt. Cy Sermon, center for the Montana Grizzly football team. And it is easy, man. Football is physics. Right? I mean, how much how much overlap could there possibly be? I mean, there's material bodies running into one another. I mean, it's just the whole kit and caboodle right there on a 100-yard field. So, uh, anyhow, that is ironic that his last class and his only class would be physics class. Say la vie. Uh, better, better luck the next time around. Some people do go to college a couple of different times. That's okay. Okay? I like those people. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. 
With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good evening, Ryan Tutel, Colter Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Sports Center. Dante Olson, Montana's All-American senior inside linebacker, was named one of three finalists for the Buck Buchanan Award earlier this week. The Medford, Oregon native, finished as the runner-up to Zach Hall of SEMO last year. The Big, the Big Sky Defensive Player of the Year has piled up a UM record 165 tackles and 11 TFLs this year. He's a finalist along with Nichols defensive end Sully Lake and James Madison defensive end Rondell Carter. The winner of the award will be announced in front Frisco, Texas next month, leading up to the FCS National Championship game. Olsen and the Grizzlies need two more wins to advance to the title game for the first time since 2009. Northern Colorado has their man. After firing nine-year veteran Ernest College Jr. Football Scoops reporting the Bears will hire longtime Denver Broncos wide receiver Ed McCaffrey to be the new head coach. McCaffrey currently the head coach at Valor Christian High School in Highlands Ranch, Colorado, a suburb of Denver. Sacramento State head coach Troy Taylor won the Eddie Robinson Award on Thursday as the FCS National Coach of the Year. The Big Sky Conference Coach of the Year led Sac State to a 9-4 record that included the program's first Big Sky title and first appearance in the FCS playoffs. After earning the number four seed in a first-round bye, Sac suffered an upset, though, to Austin P 42-28 in Sacramento last weekend. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. McCaffrey to Northern Colorado. It's two telling the one is 1029 ESPN radio broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula highway 83 and see online at KurtzPolaris.com. Want to uh, tell you in a half an hour, we're going to you. We want to hear your questions about the quarterfinals, and specifically Montana at Weber State and Montana State hosting Austin P. Questions, comments, thoughts, 329-1899 at the top of the hour or on Twitter at 1029ESPN. Uh, we've already got uh, uh, this thing opened up there on the Twitter, so you can go check that out. Send us your questions, your comments. We got one already, actually, that's good for this segment right here, Coulter, and I want to open up with it. Again, if you're just joining us, major news breaking out of the Big Sky Conference. Northern Colorado has hired Ed McCaffrey to be its new uh, head football coach. And uh, Ed McCaffrey, obviously, a longtime Bronco, a multi, I think a three-time Super Bowl champion, two with the Broncos, one with San Francisco later on, I think. Uh, but uh, has been... No, he played for Broncos his whole career. Uh, we'll see. There's San Francisco. He won. He won. He won one late. Not much of a factor in it. I was just looking at his way over football reference. We'll he take, had no we'll evidence take a look. of anything but. In any anything. case, he uh, has been a longtime Colorado resident. Lives full time in Colorado. 
a head coach at Valor High School and uh, has now uh, become the new Northern Colorado head coach, which is a remarkable thing. It's an unbelievable hire for Northern Colorado. But I want to put this uh, out there. This is on Twitter, at Aloysius uh, tweeted at us saying, because I compared this to a great, to landing a huge fish with a small fishing pole, okay? Not a good comparison. Ed M being like uh, hooking a sturgeon on a princess pole. You have no idea if he's going to be a great coach. He may be like pulling out a large stick. Felt great to begin with. Brought the element of excitement, but then turned out to be a huge disappointment. Uh, That is true, perhaps, down the road. But it's not true now. It's an absolutely monstrous get. Because... Here's what, there's a lot of things that Northern Colorado doesn't have. There's a whole bunch of things that they are sort of the have-nots of, one of which is financial. Well, guess what? Ed McCaffrey, sure, he's got some money himself, presumably, playing days and all that, but he also has connections to a bunch of people with very, very deep pockets. And presumably, if it comes to trying to get some facilities going, spearheading, you know, uh, uh, a fundraising thing, you couldn't do better than that. So whatever happens on the field, whatever he is as a quote-unquote coach, and presumably Ed McCaffrey does know something about football too, uh, him being in this spot is absolutely monstrous for the university in that respect in in terms of trying to start to be on par because the Big Sky Conference... Truly, man, find me a conference where the have-nots and the haves have a greater disparity, call it per capita or relatively speaking, than than any other conference. I mean, it, it exists, but like the facilities at Vanderbilt, they're not close to the facilities at Alabama. They're still closer than what the facilities at Southern Utah and Northern Colorado are to Montana and Montana State. I mean, that's just that's just what it is. That's a matter of math right there. And so you need that as much as you need anybody, not to mention having somebody with the name recognition and especially the respect and the the football sort of acumen in that area, in Denver, in and around Colorado. Uh, This is is major for for Northern Colorado University. A response to Al Wishes' tweet from Ryan Thornburg, Celtic Moose 33. <laughs> it's funny because I mean, the handles are too good. We know man. all these the t- guys. The we know all these guys. Good. So thanks, boys, for listening. Um, Al Wishes, great City League hoops player. Mm-hmm. He, he lights you up. Uh, he would not. He would be among a large group of people. <laughs> well, you specifically, off, yes. yes. Uh, but response was: Can you imagine a blue blood program hiring any coach, no matter how big of a celeb, with two years of high school experience? We've seen this across college basketball prevalently lately. Actually, Juwan Howard has no coaching experience. Benny Hardaway. Benny Hardaway has none. I guess the reason that we think this is a slam dunk hire is has nothing to do with what we predict the success will be. Again, they could lose every single game. Yeah. It's a no risk hire. Because you just hired some of the people I've heard of. The only other person that Northern Colorado could have hired, and I don't know who was in the mix. Who knows? Who knows? There could have been some other reputable names, but the only other name I heard was Bob Stitt. And I think that that would be a very tenuous road to walk down because he did have success in Colorado at Colorado Mines. He does have Northern Colorado ties, but given the lack of success that he had at Montana, but also just kind of the bitter taste that he left in the mouths of Montana fans, that that would be a, a tougher sell for a program that needs new life, and now you have new life. And again, I get he only has two years of high school experience, Ed McCaffrey does. And again, he could be a horrendous head coach. But the baseline of what UNC is is very low, and you can only go up. 
They've only had two winning seasons since going division two. And what's since going division one? What you need at Northern Colorado is this very thing. I mean, take Northern Arizona for example. They hire Chris Ball. Chris Ball comes in with a ton of coaching uh, experience. He's he's well known and well regarded from what I understand in coaching circles. He's a defensive coordinator at Memphis. Okay, Memphis, by the way, pretty good football team if you're paying attention. It's a really good program and all of that. But his hire at Northern Arizona is just okay, and it doesn't come with any oomph to the program itself. It doesn't excite a fan base. It doesn't get people ready to go and excited about what you're doing there. There's a whole bunch of people right now. We're talking about Northern Colorado. Probably didn't even know Northern Colorado had a football program. Now, what does that matter? It matters because the more eyeballs, energy, interest that people have in your program, it all trickles. It all makes an influence into what you're trying to do here. And Northern Colorado was going to be stuck as one of the have-nots period, end of story, forever, unless they could hire somebody like this. And they still might be. And they forever. still might be, but this is the only possibility of them really climbing up and out of it because they have a whole bunch of work to do. North Colorado is very likely not going to be good in the foreseeable future. The first, uh, if, if Ed McCaffrey had a winning record after three years from right now, it would be remarkable to me for him at, at that spot. Is it possible? It is. But that's not, again, that's not the litmus test for Northern Colorado. It's what is the foundation that's being laid university-wide, and what are you pouring into the program, and how are you going to get people to get excited about it? Will you hire one of the most beloved football players in the entire state of Colorado? That's how you do it. When Tim Walsh resigned at Portland State... There was all sorts of rumors, but Portland State tried to go splashy, splashy hire two times in a row. They hired J- Jerry Glanville, the man in black, and he came in and turned Portland State's West Coast offense that was predicated on hard-nosed running backs and you know physicality and tried to run the five-wide spread and throw the ball 75 times a game, and they fell flat on their face. And it was a horrendous uh, disaster with Jerry Glanville as the head coach at, at Portland State. Well, then they hired Nigel Burton, who at the time was the up-and-comer. I mean, he was the hot, hot name. He was Chris Alt's stud defensive coordinator who was in his late 20s, and he was already one of the, the... I mean, he was the defensive coordinator on those Nevada teams when Colin Kaepernick was the quarterback. When they won 10, 11 games a couple years in a row, they were actually, like, not just Mountain West relevant, but nationally relevant. Mm-hmm. And he takes the job, and he's a disaster as well. And then they get... Barney and Barney is a way better fit, and all of a sudden Bruce Barnum got him in the playoffs. And so sometimes the splashy hires can leave you with egg on your face. But the fact of the matter is that North Colorado went Scott Downing and Ernest Collins Jr. during the Big Sky era so far. They had to do something. Mm-hmm. You, you have to at least give any semblance of a booster pool that you have an idea that you're trying. You know, I mean, they. We love Ernest Collins Jr. Great interview. He's a great guy. He's fun to hang out with. He's 52 games below 500. You have to give people that have endured that. If there is very few left, I'm sure, that are giving money, you have to give them some yeah. glimmer of hope, and, th- and th- that's why this is a great hire. Yeah. No, it's a great, it's an absolutely phenomenal hire. And you you can't, there's no way to judge. Like you, We won't know if if the the man, Ed McCaffrey, is a good football coach for some time. 
But you can say that the hire by the AD today, fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Sutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. What does this mean for these two programs, Cal Poly and Northern Colorado, that have been the bottom third of the Big Sky Conference for a long time? Well, Cal Poly was in the playoffs three years ago. Cal Poly's made the playoffs three times everybody, since they joined the Big Sky Conference. Every, almost everybody outside of Idaho State has been in the playoffs at some point. All I'm saying, though, is that the last two years have been anomalous for Cal Poly. Have they? I they mean, have. Absolutely. Cal Poly's been in the playoffs five times this decade. That's more than anybody else in the West besides now the Montana you just schools said and three. Now, how did it get no, to three, five? No, this century, I said, listen mm, to the words that are mm, coming out of my mm. mouth. The... Since making since joining the Big Sky in 2012, they've made the playoffs twice. They've made the playoffs five times in the 2000s. Okay, and they've had winning records more often than not. They had a two, they had a one win season two years ago, followed it up with a I think five win season last year, and then they had four wins, including only two Big Sky wins this year. But I mean, they've had better teams more often than not. But but again, okay, so if they're not in the bottom third, okay, maybe they're. 7th or 8th out of 12 or 13, depending on how you want to go about it and how far back you want to go. But the point is is that they're, they are one of the, from a football standpoint, and really only from a football standpoint, they're one of the have-nots. They're one of the haves from basically any other standpoint that you want to take a look at. But that's part of the reason that they haven't been able to be successful in football in a in a in a consistently meaningful way, okay? They have high watermarks, but they're not consistently a good team that you sit there and you go, oh, man, we got to deal with Cal Poly. It's always like, oh, well, okay, here's the triple option coming again. Can we figure out how to deal with that? Can the defense, you know, strap it up and be ready to go against a triple option team? With Bo Baldwin being there and with Ed McCaffrey being in Northern Colorado, presumably it's a long road to hoe and there's a lot of time and work that goes between this hire and success on the football field. But also, I mean, who 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 else were, would these two schools have ever been able to get to come to them that you would be more expectant and even optimistic about being able to pull off a very difficult task like that? UC Davis had never made the FCS playoffs until they hired Dan Hawkins. Year, right. year two, they go to the playoffs. Troy Taylor comes to Sac State, and Sac State has never been in the playoffs in its history. And Eddie they, Robinson, they get coach the, of the year. They get the four seed. Yeah. So, I mean, the Troy Taylor dynamic, Troy Taylor didn't play in the NFL. Oh, he did actually play in the he NFL did. for a couple of years. Jets for yep. a couple of years. He's not the level of player Ed McCaffrey did, but he, but he was a guy that has been a name of recognition around that area for a really long time, from his time playing quarterback at Cal to his time with the New York Jets, to his time working with media for the University of California, Berkeley, to then at Folsom High School. And you, we, you saw just the instant energy that was added to the Sac State program because of not only a respected guy, a reputable guy, but a, a guy that people in the area knew who it was. That's the parallel to this Northern Colorado hire, except for the people, way more people know who Ed McCaffrey is. Everybody knows who Ed McCaffrey way more. is. <laughs> way in, more. in that neck of the woods. <laughs> Yeah, even from not that neck of the woods. Uh, sure. It is to tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. We go from Greeley to Bozeman, Montana State, amidst pre- preparation for hosting a quarterfinal game tomorrow against Austin P. Has just received a transfer quarterback into the program and one of note. We'll talk about that.
Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. If you are uh, looking for us, by the way, on Twitter, at Gus Tuto. At 1029 ESPN and at Skyline Sports MT. We'll take your questions at 1029 ESPN and also over the phone at the top of the hour. But first, Coulter, a significant transfer to Montana State University. Matt McKay is a sophomore quarterback who's transferring from North Carolina State, the Wolfpack of NC State. In fact, had five starts at NC State in the ACC. And is now transferring uh, to uh, Bozeman. He joins Tucker Rovig and Casey Bauman, notably, but several other players, Ruben Beltran, Blake Thielen, John Knight, all on the roster at this point as quarterbacks there. Casey Bauman, you say him? Yep. Uh, and also Tommy Mallott, by the way, who's incoming. We'll, well see as, if he's as a well quarterback. As well as Grady Robinson, who yep. is the uh, King Co. Player of the Year over in Smamish, as well as Jake D'Agostino, who led the Bozeman Hawks. To the state championship this last year. Well, I mean, they there's enough there's enough snaps to go around. I mean, they play nine or ten quarterbacks, right? Here's the thing: Montana State has 19 count them 19 former quarterbacks on their roster. You want to know who the number one quarterback recruit out of the state of Washington was his senior year of high school? Amandre Williams, All Conference defensive end. Pretty good. I mean, I'm just saying, like, Joe. There's the joke that Choke can't value quarterbacks, but the reality is Choke does nothing but recruit quarterbacks because he realizes that at the high school level, likely the guy who's your best athlete and probably your best leader. Right. Uh, But that said, Matt McKay is presumably going to Montana State to play the position of quarterback uh, or try to, compete to. Uh, And what what do you know about Matt McKay how did he get to Bozeman? I mean, this is a kid who's, you know, playing in the ACC on the East Coast in the sunshine and sunshine uh, in the in, in not just the FCS, but Power 5 FCS. So, okay, guys transfer all the time. I get that. But when you land in, you know, Bozeman, Montana, how does that go? Where did that come from? Do we know? I know he was on a visit last weekend, so he saw the uh, playoff the game. Playoff yep. game. The connection here is that Elijah Drinkwitz, who's the offensive coordinator at North Carolina State, was formerly the offensive coordinator at Boise State and formerly worked with Matt Miller. I think he actually might have even coached Matt Miller. Uh, so they, you have some crossover there. This kid was a three-star recruit coming out of high school. A 6'4", 190 pounds. Uh, I mean, his... his 24-7 Sports says he's a pro-style quarterback, but I, he can run. He's a mobile guy. 
Uh, he had offers uh, coming out of high school from Old, <coughs> excuse me, Old Dominion, Pitt, Temple, West Virginia. Also had interest from East Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia Tech, and Wake Forest. So, um, and also Dave Dorian, who's the head coach at NC State, has Montana. State of Montana ties as well. Yeah, he was a former assistant at University of Montana. Yep. He actually was a, he coached under Rob Ash at Drake then before Rob Ash went to Montana State. So he's got a little crossover mm-hmm. as well. Uh, but I think maybe the main connection is the Boise State side of this thing. But uh, right. we'll, we'll see. I mean, if I would have told you when Tucker Rovick took over, because we thought it was a controversial decision when Tucker Rovick took over three games into the year. Yes, we did. That Tucker Rovick would be sitting here right now heading into the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs, and he will he would have completed 62% of his passes for 155 yards per game, 13 touchdowns, and four picks. What would you tell me? That he far exceeded expectations. Yeah. That's exactly what you needed him to do. Yeah. I mean, he needed to be a guy who could deliver a football, and he has been able to do that. He's also protected the football, maybe protected a little bit too much. I mean, the interceptions thing, he went, the first several games that he played, the first month that he played, he threw zero interceptions and one or two touchdowns. I mean, over the course of that whole time, I mean, there was no productivity there. He has now, over the course of this last, last month, taken a major step forward. I mean, he just has. And 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 that's a credit to him, and it's a credit to the coaching staff, and that's great. How where is he at, and where will he be coming out of this season, headed into next season? You know, installed as the guy, the incumbent. I don't know, but uh, you know what? Again, what he did last week in the playoff game was was absolutely outstanding. I mean, it was it was it was excellent, as good as it could be. The other connection here is that Denarius McGee, who's now the running backs coach, but former quarterbacks coach, former quarterback at Montana State, he did a graduate assistant uh, stint with Dave Dorn at North Carolina State. John Ledette, who's a former uh, Montana State defensive end, is also a coach at NC State. So there is actually a lot of crossovers mm-hmm. And now that my memory is sparked a little bit. Yeah. Matt McKay, pure talent-wise, will be a very good Big Sky quarterback, but... I mean, I've seen all sorts of transfers over the last 15 years. I can't remember the last time one of them was good. Yeah, I mean, Dalton Sneed. Dalton Sneed, right, but he's not <laughs> coming from a power five. Like Dalton, That's true. Dalton Sneed is... Guys that have that have like an FCS mentality, like a little chip on your shoulder, like you went to UNLV because you probably didn't get recruited by that many other schools, and mm-hmm. so you have that chip. That guy can make it. Mm-hmm. Like, Travis Johnson is one of the great athletes that I've ever covered, but he's... He's terrible at quarterback. Like, the first time you watch him throw it, you're like, that guy was the number two quarterback recruit in the country. Huh. How? Mm-hmm. Did you guys only go to half the states? Like, what's what's the deal? Yeah. So, uh, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm only talking quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. There's been all sorts of great FBS drop-down guys that have been at other positions. But the quarterback guys, like, I mean, th- this will be the third high-level FBS quarterback that Jeff Choate's brought in in five years. Yeah, and I mean, his his ability, you know, Jeff Choate even said, you know, maybe maybe one of the issues here, or, you know, the first four years might, I think he said, inability to identify a quarterback or mm-hmm. something along those lines. Mm-hmm. It certainly hasn't been for lack of effort. And, I mean, he's bringing guys, he's, he's brought a bunch of guys in, he's recruited a ton of guys, he's transferred a ton of guys, and obviously, you know, is 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 
you know, you think, well, you know, why, why can't you just find somebody? Well, I mean, it's not that easy. There's a lot of college football programs that have bad quarterbacks playing. There's a lot of every program. Half the quarterbacks in the NFL aren't any good. Well, up to the par of competition. They're yeah. obviously exceptional compared to everybody else that's available. But there is, I mean, there is such bad quarterback play compared to the level of competition right now in the NFL. Yeah. It's true. I mean, how many teams in the NFL are actually satisfied with who they got? Yeah, it's a hard it's a hard position to fill, and it's it's you know it's just hard to get it right. And I think that that coaching is a big part of it, but also scarcity is a big part of it. And so you but bring I, in. But I, mean, I, I also think that when when you're anointed as a big time recruit early on, it's bad for the mentality of a kid. But the other positions, you get you get that beat out of you so quickly. Mm-hmm. Like unless you're Mario Williams or Javion Clowney or Chase Young. When you go to Ohio State, then the first year, you're playing dudes who are whipping you. Whereas quarterback, you're just entitled until you fail. You're just fast-tracked to being the dude. And then when you fail, you fail miserably, and you have no idea how to fail. And I think that's what we see so often with these guys. And I think that's why guys that are incubated but also have way, way less of the bright spotlight on them, like Josh Allen and Carson Wentz, get to develop all the way to the point where then they're NFL stars and they're so much more ready. Yeah. How many guys have gone to that Elite 11 showcase and then gone on to be... I mean, Jimmy Clausen is the norm, not the exception. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Like, the guy's the number one quarterback crew in the country, goes to the Notre Dame, and is never, never for a second as good as people thought he was going to be. Well, it's, no. it's, it's, it's It's been going on forever. It's almost... It's almost impo- yeah, I mean, it's... Todd Marinovich was the, the classic example, right? To be a dude when you're 17 is very different from being the dude when you're 27. Like, I mean, you got a decade of just existence that changes everything. And I know we got to get out, but that's why a guy like Travis Johnson deserves so much credit because he never got a chance to be the dude and he figured it out anyways. Yeah. And now he's going to get a chance to play at the next level at a completely different position by just being like, okay, I'm not getting screwed over. I didn't win it. Find a spot for me. Yeah, what do and I need to do? It's such a rare thing for a quarterback to accept yeah. that. And the odd thing is he's actually playing. Quite a bit of quarterback, <laughs> as it turns out. It's Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Hour one in the books. Hour two straight ahead. What are we doing? Whatever you want. Give us a call, 329-1899. We're taking your questions also on Twitter and Instagram, at 1029ESPN. You go on there. We got several questions uh, from the uh, social medias that we're going to uh, uh, relay and answer. But if you want to call and talk to us directly, 329-1899. Talking Cat, Grizz, football, FCS quarterfinals. Whatever you want to talk about, the programs, the games themselves, or you take it where you want to. We want to hear from you. 329-1899 at 1029ESPN on Twitter back after this. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not.
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 